Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And welcome to part six of my... No, it's not part six, it's part seven. Time's moving fast. It's part seven of my top ten begonias. And today I'm going to be talking about the sun-changing begonia, a.k.a. Begonia solimutata. A begonia with a special skill, as suggested by the name. We'll get into that. But first... Thank you to somebody on Amazon who remains anonymous for leaving a lovely review of the podcast saying that the show is entertaining and informative, kind and interesting. Best combination you could ask for. Whoever you are out there, thank you very much. That's really kind. And that is the combo I aim to achieve. Thank you for that. I love reading reviews. It gives me that little boost to get me through the day, which I kind of need today because I am what we call in my family a snot monster. Yes, I've contracted a cold. Perfect timing for a podcaster, but I guess it's just that time of year. Also, a shout out to Andrew and Nina, who have become legends and save some cash by paying annually. If you are an existing subscriber, but you pay every month, you can log on to your subscription and switch to annually. And I think you save it's something like 16 percent, I want to say. So it's a decent chunk. If you know you're committed to the show, do go and check that out. Uh, and if you want to sign up and pay annually, fantastic. Uh, might be a nice Christmas present for somebody, too. On with our Solimutata chat, what to say about this rhizomatous begonia. Yes, it's another one of those rhizomatous types. So if you're coming to this totally fresh and you haven't heard the first six of the top 10, you might not know that a rhizomatous begonia is just one that has a little secret storage device below ground in the form of a rhizome, a swollen stem that holds onto water and nutrients. And Lots of the begonias that are in this top 10 are rhizomatous because it means they have the ability to cope with a little bit of neglect because they can draw on the resources in that rhizome. And this particular begonia species comes from northern Brazil. Now, I don't know if you've been noting the different locations of these begonias, but if you have, you might be thinking to yourself, aha, this is interesting because you will realise what a uh, geographically diverse genus the begonias are. I'll post a link to the Plants of the World online genus page for begonia, and they are native to everywhere from the Andaman Islands to Zimbabwe, so covering North and South America, parts thereof, parts of Africa, and parts of Southeast Asia as well. But this one, as I say, is from northern Brazil, and it's not one of these heirloom types that's been around for absolutely decades. It's been known about by begonia collectors for about 40 years. 
You might sometimes see this plant sold as begonia burl marks. And that's because, again, it's quite hard to untangle this story, but there are some accounts of the collection of this plant that state that Soli Mutata was discovered in the garden of the legendary landscape designer Roberto Burl Marks in Rio de Janeiro and given to begonia botanists from that garden. I haven't been able to confirm if that's correct, but he did have a lot of plants named after him, so it's entirely possible. I have been planning to do an episode on Roberto Burlmarks for a long time, at least two years. It's incredibly difficult to pin down the people I need to speak to, though. I will keep trying because he was a fascinating chap and had a big influence on the houseplants we grow from South America. So I'll keep trying on that front. The leaves are a dark green, obviously depending on the light levels. And then you get this neon green markings uh, that lay out the system of veins. You also get that classic redness that you get in begonias and red backs to the leaves. They're beautifully textured, lovely to touch and really rather gorgeous. Size-wise, well, the RHS website claims this gets to 75 centimetres tall. I'm not so sure about that. Maybe in the wild, in amazing conditions. But most of the time, this plant's really only going to get to about 30 centimetres tall in the average pot. So what is it about this begonia that has given it that name, the sun-changing begonia or begonia soli mutata? Well, it's to do with the way the leaves change colour. And this change happens in as little as 10 minutes. So you may be used to certain plants, which if you put them in more light or less light over time, by which I'm talking about a series of days, weeks or months, the leaves might change colour a little. But in this species, the leaves can change in just a few minutes. And you can check this out. Just put a piece of card over a portion of a leaf and leave it in a uh, stronger light than it's used to and you'll find that the bit under the card will stay the same and the bit in the greater light will have changed. So when exposed to really good light you'll find that the leaves go a brownish colour. Um, if they are in shade they will kind of be dark green. How do the leaves actually make this change that happens so dramatically? Well, it's the chloroplasts in the leaves that change their alignment. If you need a quick botany lesson, chloroplasts are within plant cells and it, they are where photosynthesis occurs and they are disc shaped and full of the green pigment chlorophyll. And that's what makes plants leaves green. And when extra light comes along, the chloroplasts change their alignment. They move themselves so the thin edge is facing outwards to the sunlight when light is strong. And then they go horizontal when it is shady to affect the amount of surface area that's available for gathering light for photosynthesis. Clever, eh? Aren't plants amazing? This species was starting to get the attention of begonia collectors. I think it was in the late 70s, early 80s. It was originally given the name Begonia U003 by the American Begonia Society. They give a number to unidentified begonia species. It was first published and described in the Begonian, the American Begonia Society journal in 1990. This one grows on the forest floor in wet tropical areas, which is basically 
what northern Brazil's like. And in that Begonian article, headlined Instant Suntan Begonia, we find out that a Mr. Jacques Jangou, fantastic name, came to the ABS with a dried specimen um, of this begonia, which he had been finding for sale in ornamental plant markets in Brazil. And then the society did their work and realised that this was the same as begonia U003 that was on this unidentified species list. And subsequently, the species was described in the begonian in a piece by Lyman B. Smith and Dieter C. Vasshausen. Uh, and this piece is followed up by a text by Jacques himself, who goes into more detail about the colour changing and says, its striking leaves have a pustular surface, dark brownish green, lighter along the veins on the upper side. Underneath, they are reddish in the space between the veins and pale green along the veins. I can't give you a link to that begonian piece because you can only access the begonian archive if you are a member of the american begonia society but that's a good reason to join in my opinion so this is one fascinating begonia it's often described as something that needs high humidity i have not found it that to be the case mine sits with my other begonias it's uh, to be honest, it is looking a bit miserable right now, but that's because I basically forgot to water it. It's more of a creeping begonia, so there were other begonias kind of shading it out and it got a bit neglected. But I find it's fine in normal room conditions. Works very well in a terrarium, though, as well, and will probably get a little bit larger and more lush in a terrarium setting. It's got an Award of Garden Merit from the Royal Horticultural Society. And if you don't know anything about those awards, do check out On The Ledge episode 272, where I explain what they're all about. But basically, it just means it's a good begonia. Cultivar and hybrid wise, I did find a couple of hybrids listed. Midnight Sun, which has got very pinkish leaves with green veins and boomer. They, these are both hybrids, by the way, which have got sort of paler green and larger leaves. But these don't, as far as I know, seem to be widely available. I have seen a picture of a, a weirdly variegated Soli mutata with pink splotches. Oh, here we go again. Uh, I'll link to that. It's on Instagram from the rare plant fairy. I will link to that in the show notes if that's your thing. But otherwise, I think you can just enjoy the beautiful foliage of this plant. And it's got white flowers. If you had a really big specimen or a specimen that was creeping across the ground of a large greenhouse or in the wild, the flowers could look quite nice. Again, I tend to take them off because I want all the energy to go into the foliage. So that's today's begonia. I hope you've enjoyed that. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another of my top 10 begonias. Keep telling me about your favourite begonias. Megan, who's a patron, was asking me about the begonia escargot, for instance. Now, this is not in my top 10 begonias, but it is a very well-known and appealing begonia because it has this leaf feature. The structure of the leaf looks like a snail. I would guess this is some kind of mutation that does come through in certain begonias because if you've listened to the episode on the beefsteak begonia, you'll know there's a cultivar of that called Helix which has the same feature. So this is obviously something that comes up in begonias sometimes. Escargot, French for snail, if you didn't know, is a beautiful begonia. I haven't put it on my top 10 because 
I, mm, I'm not entirely convinced that I like that particular mutation enough to keep it in that very select group of the top 10. It is kind of fascinating. It's got a dark green swirl and a silvery green swirl going into this central spiral. It's a Rex type. The leaves do get quite big. And if you follow the tips that I'm going to give on Friday, hopefully you can keep this one alive in the average room too. So definitely one to look at, but not personally in my top 10, I'm afraid, Megan. That's all for this episode. But fear not, you don't have to wait long. I'll be back tomorrow with part eight. Can we be at part eight already? Time is flying. Enjoy your begonias and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. The music you heard in this episode was Roll, Draw and Roll by The Joy Drops and Whistle by Benjamin Banger. Both tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.